today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. That's the relationship we can have with our Father in Christ under grace. And I'll tell you, and I can testify to this, that when the relationship is like that, defeat will be rare. You will walk in victory with that relationship with your Heavenly Father. Call Him Daddy. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Galatians. Jesus has opened up a relationship for us to God that is intimate and personal. Regardless of what our interaction has been like with our earthly father, Pastor J.D. tells us today that our Heavenly Father can be approached as Daddy because He loves us unconditionally and desires a relationship with us. Can you say you have this closeness with Him? Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Galatians chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. I want to be on the receiving end of God's grace. I want to be as that hymn of old says, and I'll kind of tailor it to our text today. I want to be under that spout where God's grace comes out. I don't want to be under the law. Are you kidding me? I don't want to be subjected to the laws and the forces of nature, the elements of the world, when I don't have to be. I mean, I have a choice. And this is what the Apostle Paul is communicating to the Galatians. Let me sort of explain this a little bit more. Those of us in Christ are free from those laws. Why? Because under grace, listen, think about this, God no longer deals with me on the basis of what I really deserve. And aren't you glad for that? How many times I have prayed, cried out to God, thanking God, God, thank you for not paying me as my sin deserves. That's grace. That's grace. We're saved by grace through faith. It's the gift of God. It's not of works, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, lest anyone should boast. It's the gift of God. God gives us grace. We are saved by grace. We are under grace, out from underneath the law. I'm no longer subjected to the law. And here's the good news, and it is really good news, especially if you came to church today, carrying this burden of shame and guilt. You're not under the law. You no longer need to carry that guilt. There is therefore now no condemnation, no guilt for those that are in Christ Jesus under grace. 
Grace takes that and removes that and takes that off of us so we're no longer crushed under the weight of it. We're free in Christ. Here's how it works. The good we do cannot justify us, neither can the bad that we do condemn us. It works both ways. I can't earn God's favor by being good, nor do I deserve the condemnation or the wrath of God when I do bad. Why? Because I'm under grace and not the law. Now again, I ask, as the Apostle Paul would ask these Galatian Christians, why in the world would we ever even think about playing with, entertaining this notion of trying to keep the law? Why would that even enter our minds? Why would I ever consider forfeiting that freedom that is mine under grace? When and if I do, I bring myself back under the law of cause and effect and I do so unnecessarily, and I'll add, I do so to my own peril. I do so to my own peril. We are free, and that freedom comes in Christ under grace, and this ties into our second reason, which is in verses 6 through 14, and this is huge. It's that of forgetting that God is my loving Heavenly Father. Now that might stand a reason or seem to be a firm grasp of the obvious, right? Sadly, it's not. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the most difficult things, one of the hardest things for Christians to embrace and accept, this would have to be it. And the reason is is that many of us did not have a good or healthy relationship with a loving earthly father. I never had a good or close relationship with my earthly father. He was very um, distant and very... um, kind of mean, actually, sometimes. (laughs) Thankfully, he wasn't physically abusive. There was one occasion where he, uh, I think, kind of crossed that line with me when I was 12 years old. I'll never forget it. But it sort of marred my understanding of what it would be like to have a loving father. Some of you, I would venture to say, and I don't mean to bring up some really tender and emotional and intense emotions, but some of you had horrific fathers. Maybe they were abusive. Maybe they abandoned you. And that's really hard. Because if your earthly father was like that, then what's to say that your heavenly father wouldn't be like that? Back when my two sons were I think eight and ten, something hit me, and I shared it with them. 
I said to them at 8 and 10, they're now 19 and uh, 17, but I said to them that I had already had more FaceTime and conversation time with them at ages 8 and 10 than I had with my father my entire life. Now, I'm not trying to solicit any kind of pity here or anything. I'm just sharing that to say this. It was hard for me to accept that my Father in heaven is a loving Father in heaven. And I can refer to him as such. I can talk to him, interact with him in that way. My Father in heaven loves me, loves me so much. And he loves you so much that he sent his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Do you realize that there's nothing you can do to make God love you less or more? Think about that. He just loves you. And it's an unfailing agape love. It's an unconditional love. And Romans 8 really helped me. Maybe it'll help you. I would really encourage you to spend some time in Romans 8. Here's the gist of Romans. I love Romans 8. Here's the gist of it. There's nothing. Neither height, nor depth, nor angel, nor demons, nor any created thing that can separate you from the love that your Father in heaven has for you. That's how much He loves you. Now, shouldn't that be a game changer? Shouldn't that be a game changer? And here's the Apostle Paul saying, you can talk to your Father in heaven who loves you so much, and you can talk to Him and say to Him, Daddy, what? Oh, that's weird. That's irreverent. (laughs) And sadly, that's been the response of many a child of God. So, God the Father is a just God. No, but he's my daddy. Many years ago, I um, used the Arabic word for daddy, which is Baba. And it's the Aramaic Abba. In Arabic, it's Baba. And we would know it as Papa. Actually, I found out Uh, when we first moved here to Hawaii 14 years ago, that the Chinese also referred to Daddy as Baba. And i got to admit that when I first started talking to my father who loves me so much as Baba or Daddy, at first it was like, it's kind of weird, right, you know? But it changed everything for me. And so now every time I pray, I always say, Baba, Daddy. Because now I'm approaching him as his son. And you know what that means? (laughs) I'm I'm not a slave 
He's not a taskmaster. He's my daddy. And he loves me. He's my loving heavenly father. And that's why it's so important for us to see our heavenly father in that way, in spite of what our earthly father was like. Because you see, absent this intimacy, this this closeness with daddy, with Baba, we're destined to fail. We're destined to fail. Because if he's not our daddy, then he's that taskmaster who cannot be pleased. Let me ask you this question. I want you to think this through with me, and I would venture to say that this is true of many here today. I know it was true for me, but I always envisioned my Heavenly Father as being angry. He was always angry with me, especially when I messed up, man. Didn't have a good week. I fell, I stumbled, I sinned, I, ah, again. And I just pictured my, my Father in Heaven just, you know, that, that's it. How many times have I told you? I've had it up to here with you. And all of those things from my earthly father came rushing in. And oh, the enemy was right there to make sure of it. Because you see, that's the tactic of the enemy. He wants to distance us from God. See, his strategy changes when we come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because he's doing everything and stopping at nothing to keep us from coming to Christ. And then once we come to Christ and are saved, he changes his strategy. And now he's going to do everything he can to distance us from the Lord. Because you see, if... I think God is angry with me. Do you think that I'm going to want to? (laughs) It's like when I knew my dad was mad at me, my earthly father, which was most of the time, I would try to make sure that I left after he left so I didn't have to see him. And I would try to come home after or before he came home so I wouldn't have to see him. And I would try to go to bed early before he went to bed so I didn't have to see him. I didn't want to be around him. He's angry. And conversely, if I know he's not angry, then I am going to want to be around him, right? I think... For me, what really helped, and again, maybe this will help you, it's the parable of the what's called the prodigal son. And here's this son. I mean, this son basically dissed his dad. And you have to understand, in that culture, in the, it's the same in the Arab culture even today. But in the Middle Eastern culture, you don't do that. You don't do that. The father is held in high honor and high respect. And what's so fascinating and encouraging 
about the parable of the prodigal son is that we're told that the father was waiting and watching for his son to come back. And get this, when he sees him coming, he runs to him. He runs to him. And he embraces him. (laughs) Men in that culture don't do that. They don't do that. (laughs) I remember my dad once, I I had him over. This is when my uh, wife and I were newly married. And, you know, being the godly husband that I am, I, um, you know, I was washing the dishes for my beloved wife. You know, again, I'm a very godly husband. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) My wife's not in this service, so I can say that, right? And I'll never forget it. My dad came up to me in English and said to me with his accent, boy, boy, that's how he talked to me, boy, Arab men do not wash dishes. Shame on you. That's how he was. And then I read (laughs) this parable where Jesus is wanting us to get a picture of what our Father in heaven is like with us, and he's running to me. That ruins me in a good way. That woos me to him. Now, when I'm loved that much, you don't think that I'm going to want to please Him? Obey Him? Don't you think it's interesting that Jesus would say in John's epistle, it's recorded, that if you love me, you'll obey me and keep my commandments? My mom, who I had a much better and closer relationship with, used to say with her even thicker accent, Wahid, if you loved me, you would obey me. I'm like, Mom, you're killing me. I love you. I don't know why I'm such a disobedient, rotten, stinking kid. I'm a sinner. (laughs) But she kind of turned it around the other way. It's not, if you love me, you would obey me. What's the matter with you? No. It's, I know that you know how much I love you, because in turn, you'll love me. And when you love me like that, you'll never want to do anything to grieve me. And by the way, husbands, that's how it is with the wife. If we as husbands really loved our wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, we'll never want to do anything that would ever in any way hurt them or grieve them. We're only going to want to do that which blesses them, like washing the dishes. (laughs) Just saying. So guys, when you get home this afternoon, you're going to be vacuuming and uh, (laughs) washing the dishes in Jesus' name. I want to close with what I believe is one of the best examples of the relationship that we have with 
our Father in heaven. There are many examples in the scriptures replete throughout of the relationship that Jesus himself had with the Father, but one in particular really stands out to me, and it's when Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it's so intense, and he's so stressed, again, fully man, fully God, so stressed that he perspired his own blood as he's praying. He's in anguish. And it's in Mark's Gospel, chapter 14. I'll read verses 35 and 36. Mark tells us that Jesus, going a little farther, he's anguishing, he's praying. He fell to the ground and he prayed this, If possible, that the hour might pass from him. And in verse 36, Jesus, this is the Savior, this is God the Son, praying to God the Father. How does that work? I don't understand that. Listen, we cannot in the finite understand infinite. Stop trying to figure it out. God the Son is praying to God the Father. And how does He address God the Father? This is God the Son. How does he address him? Omnipotent God, creator of the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. No. He says, Daddy, Baba, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you, Daddy. Take this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but your will be done, Daddy. Your will be done. That's the relationship. That's the relationship we can have with our Father in Christ under grace. And I'll tell you, and I can testify to this, that when the relationship is like that, defeat will be rare. You will walk in victory with that relationship with your Heavenly Father. Call Him Daddy. Call Him Baba. Abba. Papa, if you want. Galatians contains many lessons that we can learn from even today. The Apostle Paul spent time in this letter encouraging the church to embrace the love and lifestyle of Jesus. While we need to learn and abide by the Bible's principles, we can't become like the Pharisees of Jesus' day, promoting legalism above grace. Jesus came to fulfill the law, and therefore we get to choose to follow Him in the way He desires. That's all we have time for today on In Spirit and Truth. You can find more messages from Pastor J.D. by visiting our website at inspiritandtruthradio.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll receive new messages as soon as they're available. Download our mobile app for Android and iPhone and always have teachings from God's Word right at your fingertips. 
If you live in or will be visiting the Kaneohe area, why not come join us in person for one of our weekly services? At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we desire to share God's Word and love everywhere we go and with everyone who walks through our doors. Come by on Sunday at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. or on Thursday at 7 p.m. for a time of Bible study and worship under the leadership of Pastor J.D. Farag. We can't wait to meet you, so please introduce yourself. Find out more at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com by clicking on the link to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. That's all for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. There's so much more to learn from the pages of Galatians, though, so be sure to join Pastor J.D. again for another in-depth look. That's next time right here on In Spirit and Truth.